Um, so we're kicking off this, this series called Streaks. Um, how many of you guys use Snapchat? Yeah, a, a lot of you guys in this room. How many of you guys could do without it? You don't use it, Snapchat. Okay, that's good too because it's garbage anyway. So, um, so let me ask you this though. Those of you guys who use Snapchat, um, who in here has a streak? Hands up if you've got a streak that's been going on for over 100 days. Over 100 days. All right. Keep your hand up if you've got your streak. It's been going on for over 200 days. Okay, a hand or two went down. Keep your hand up if you've got a streak that's been going on for over 300 days. Holy moly. All right, we're going to keep going. Keep your hand up if you've got a streak that's been going on for over for 300 days. Nobody moves. All right, we're going to go on. Keep your hand up. What, what number was on? 400? I did, I did 300 twice. Okay, 400 days. Who's been? Okay, down if you, if you have not gone over 400. Let, keep your hand up if you've gone over 450 days. Uh, you're so close. We have two, any over 500? You've got to be kidding me. Uh, 600? No way. Are you it? Is anybody else over 600? Hey, who in here? I got a question for you guys. Those of you, you Snapchat. I, I need to know though, let you guys, if, if you're in this room and you don't use Snapchat, it's okay. Um, you, I think you'll catch on with what we're going to be talking about throughout this series. And you, you probably understand streaks and all this stuff and what it all means. Um, but who in here who uses Snapchat has someone, have you used someone else to keep your streaks alive for you? Like you, maybe you're going on a trip or you're going somewhere where you don't have Wi-Fi or, the, or phone service. And you're like, mom, you got to keep this alive for me. And yeah, I don't know. Not your mom. We don't trust our moms, right? Yeah, okay, okay. And, or, or like... I don't care what you do, but you better keep this streak alive or you will die. Like, it's a big deal to keep our streaks alive, right? It's a huge deal. So, like, let me ask you guys because I have Snapchat, but I'm not any good at it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing for real. Um, But how many times does it take to to get a streak going? Like, oh, that's it? Oh, three days. Okay. Okay. I've got friends. My number one friend is Nick Rowland, I think. We're pals. We're buddies. We go way back. But anyways, um, so here's the deal. You need to know this. Though for my generation, and, and, uh, and it was funny when I talked talk to this with our leaders, from our generation, streaking was a bad thing. <laughs> like you guys know it still is a bad thing. Like... With no one, hey, you are not allowed to streak in this place. Like, do not be doing that. Like, you will be kicked out of here so fast, and we will laugh at you. Um, but it, it's, I, I guess streaking still means the same thing today. Um, but do not do that. That's very bad. But the, the first thing you need to know today, and I'm going to jump right in. We don't have a whole lot of time. I want, I want to jump right into this because I, I think you guys are going to love tonight. I think you, it's really going to speak to your heart tonight. So the first thing you need to know tonight, if you're taking notes, if you're writing things down, I want you to encourage you to take notes because note takers are history makers and note takers go to heaven. So um, joke, but you, you need to write these things down because who knows what God can speak to your heart. The first thing you need to know is that streaks matter. Streaks matter, right? It's a big deal, right? Who would agree with that? Yeah. Um, it, so... In this series, for the next three weeks, you need to catch this. You need to know this because this is the key to it all. 
for the next three weeks, when we talk about streaks, we're talking about anything we do on a consistent basis. When you're talking about streaks, it's anything you do on a consistent basis. You see, the truth is that our streaks, our streaks help us build our future. See, the things you do in life on a consistent basis will either help build or help destroy your life. Our streaks help build our future. So here's my question tonight for you guys in this room, and not even necessarily talking about Snapchat at this moment. But what are your streaks? What are things that you're doing on a consistent basis? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they healthy? I mean, think about it. Everyone has something that they do on a consistent basis. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like eating. Like, yeah, we got to eat. Like I do that on a consistent basis, especially since Halloween was last night. I was like popping candy. Like, but anyways, but maybe for you, maybe it's somewhere you go. Maybe it's something that you do. Maybe it's people that you hang out with. Maybe it's a mindset that you have about yourself. Maybe it's something that if, if anyone found out that you would be horrified, you would be embarrassed. Maybe your, your streaks, maybe they're in this room, your streaks are bad. The things you're doing consistently are, are bad things. But maybe you're in this room and, and the streaks that you're doing are good things. Um, not all streaks are bad. Some of you guys snap people and, and it's fine. But some of you guys are snapping people that you have no business snapping. Uh, for those of you in the room who, who don't use Snapchat, once again, no worries. I think you'll catch on to what we're talking about. I think you'll understand everything tonight. Um, but we have some things in our lives that we do consistently. And it's the same way in life. And in the Bible, it talks about this. It talks about this in the Bible. The Bible basically, it pits these two things against each other. Um, it says one is spirit. And the other is flesh. And when it talks about the flesh, it's, it's talking about not like the skin on our body, but it's talking about our human sinful nature that we're born with. See, the Bible says that when Christ saves us, he actually gives us a new spirit. Can someone tell me where your spirit is? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he says he gives us a new spirit. We're born with a new spirit, and, and it comes alive inside of us, and it lives inside of us. So we have, we have flesh, but if we're in Christ, we also have this new spirit. And so the flesh represents the part of us who wants to live in sin, who wants to do bad things, who wants to live wrong. Um, and the spirit is the part of us that wants to live by what God says. And so really tonight, when I'm, when I'm asking what kind of streaks are you building, I'm asking you, if you were to lay out all the things that you do consistently, are they living to feed the flesh in your life? Or are they living to grow the Spirit of God inside of you? See, I want everyone to look at me. Look at me. The things you do consistently matter. The things you do on a consistent basis matter your streaks matter romans 8 5 through 8 it says this um it says for those who live according to their flesh set their minds on things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please.
please God. I think the Bible is pretty serious when it says those of us who are living in the flesh cannot please God. What if you guys unashamedly say tonight that you like math? Yeah, for real? We got some math people in here? Well, I'm going to give you a couple. I know, I know, no, no, you're, you're out of school. Like it's, it's in the evening. You don't want to do this. But I'm going to give you a couple equations tonight. A couple of things that you need to know. Um, and, and I want you to write these things down. And I want you to know these things. Flesh over time equals death. Flesh they didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. But yeah, yeah, I kind of did. Um, but flesh... Over time equals death. See, the the consistent habits that you have in your life that feed the flesh will eventually lead to death. And not necessarily a physical death, but it will will lead to a spiritual death in your life. Maybe some of you are here tonight and maybe you're already feeling that. Maybe you feel far from God or maybe you feel spiritually dead in your life. And I want you tonight... that if, if, I want you to know that if you're hearing this, there's hope because the next equation is like this. Spirit over time equals life. See, when we consistently put things in our lives that lead to spiritual growth towards God, that leads to life. That doesn't just mean we'll go to heaven when we die. This means that we get to leave, lead the life, live the life that Jesus promised is available to us. So throughout the course of the series, we're going to talk about a few things um, that will help us grow in the Spirit of God and our relationship with God that's inside of us. So tonight, tonight, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the church. We're going to look at the church. And, and a lot of people, we, we see a building as the church. But really, when we talk about the church, I'm talking about the people. That's really the church. This is just a building. We, this is just a place that we meet. The church is the people of God. And that's what we're talking about, and, and it's, it's not a building that you go to. Um, we're talking about meeting together. We're talking about showing up on Sunday. We're talking about showing up on Wednesday and, and being a part of what God's doing. So tonight, what I've done tonight, and I, and I got a little surprise for you tonight. What I've done tonight is I've invited a few of our leaders to come and help me tonight. And, and uh, I'll, let me introduce them real fast, and we kind of need to hurry, um, but would you guys... Uh, 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 let's see. Um, this is Debbie. How many of you guys know Debbie? Hi, Debbie? Yes. Debbie, how long have you been serving here to merge? Thir- yeah, probably about 13, 13 years. 13 years. Debbie, Debbie's been serving here to merge. Yeah, give her a hand. That's awesome. Rex, how long would you say, everybody, this is Rex. How many of you guys know Rex? All right. How long would you say, Rex, that you've been serving here to merge? A year. About solid a year. year. Yeah. All right. Yeah, give Rex a hand. Lando. This is Hi. our friend. How many of you guys know Lando? Lando is the puppet master. How many, Lando. It so creepy when we say it that way. How long would you say you've been serving here to Merge? Just over two years. Okay. Awesome. Well, tonight... Tonight, um, our, our, the streaks that we're talking about, the, the focus that we're talking about tonight is church. And, and it's a really important streak that you need to have in your life. So tonight, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I want to ask you guys out here to listen, to pay attention. Uh, these people are full of wisdom. Full of, I, I, you guys got to know that these people love you guys. 
and their hearts are for you guys. And so I want you to listen up. I want you to pay attention. So tonight, the first question is this. What has being a part of church meant to you in your relationship with Jesus? It's been a way of every, at least twice a week throughout my entire life to come and get renewed and refreshed. Because just not being among believers, it really wears down on you throughout the week. So being able to come and be among people that believe also and who will support you and help you is a very big boost in energy and just... In general, it keeps you very like-minded and healthy. Yeah. That's good. I would say with a servant's mindset, serving on Wednesdays, serving on Monday nights with the young adults, doing Sunday morning stuff, it's a way for me to get fed from someone else. I, I spend a lot of time pouring into other people, and it's nice to be poured into myself as well as, you know, with the community of everybody. For me, it was um, coming Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and um, when I first started coming, um, I would actually, um, to this church, this, this made a difference in um, my spiritual life, because uh, I started becoming consistent, and I started getting involved, and the more involved you get, the more times that you come, you start meeting people and different people, and through the years, different people have spoke volumes into my life, have spoke wisdom into my life, and also have loved me through so many different trials that I would not be able to do with just on a, an outside basis. Yeah. And so you would say those, those friendships and those relationships that you've built by being a part of church has really impacted your life. It's impacted mine big time because before, um, when I, first of all, I didn't have a youth group growing up. Uh, I, for some reason, my I grew up Baptist, and we just didn't have one. So you guys are very fortunate in that respect that you have some place to go that nurture, and it's designed just for you. And um, for me, it um, I grew so much. Um, you just never know. When I miss, it bothers me because am I going to miss this, a blessing or miss someone who is speaking or miss something that, oh, wow, gosh, I wish I'd have been there. Or you, there, are there times where you think, oh, gosh, I wish my friend was here or I wish my parents were here. You know, those gosh moments, that's what I call them. So it's, for me, it's like I want to go because... Somebody is going to say something different or something new, and uh, when I'm not in church, and when that's where I think that's where the flesh takes over, where we kind of do our own thing, and we kind of, you know, we kind of do the wrong streaks. <laughs> and so, for me, being in church and um, is very important because it, I get the word of God on a regular basis. And I get fed on a regular basis because God designed us to have a relationship. And a relationship with people that have the same thing in common is, for me, is real important. So I want you guys to think about this. Like, where else in life, I mean, besides like maybe school or somebody, someplace like this, but where else in life um, does something like church happen? I mean, really, there's no other place. I mean, where you, where you find all forms of people, all races, all classes of people come together and have a like-minded focus.
towards Christ. That happened, that don't happen anywhere else. This is a unique place and a unique opportunity that we have. Uh, you guys are, are, are part of something special. And I want to encourage you to don't take this for granted. I grew up in a really small church. We, we barely even had a youth group. We didn't have a band. We had a lady named Twyla who played piano uh, part of the time. And, uh, and it, was, it was pretty rough. Um, and, and actually, my parents were my youth pastors. And uh, if you guys, I know at this age, like your parents are your enemies. Um, they shouldn't be, but they are. I get it. But and so my parent, and so I, I, I didn't have, I think a lot of us probably didn't have anything like this growing up. Where, where there was a, a band that would play. Guys, that's, that's unique. That's different. A lot of places don't have that. There, there was a uh, leaders, awesome leaders and awesome volunteers who, were, who are there faithfully and consistently and have streaks going on of attendance and just speaking into your life and encourage you. This, you guys are a part of something unique, something different. Um, so let's say that someone um, gets a church streak going. And, and maybe it's, it's an emerge street going, but, uh, so what are, what are y'all's hearts when, um, when you see a student do that? Like, why should they want to do that? Um, why should a student want to develop a street to consistently be at church or at emerge? I believe it shows where your priorities are. Um, obviously if you really feel that God is the number one thing in your life that you should make time for him, um, both personally and, and as a community. But for me, I'm a very social person. So it allows me to connect with other people and be able to pour into somebody's life or just find out how their day was. And I can bounce stuff. I mean, I've had a lot of heartache, I guess, in the last five months with looking for a job and everything. We celebrated all that. And I finally found one. But being able to bounce that off of other people, too, I mean, it's not just me giving to you. You guys are giving back, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's kind of like what Debbie said. When you miss a week, you never know what you're going to not get to see. And every and if every time you're here, you have a chance to see a miracle. You have a chance to see someone come to Christ for the first time. You have a chance to see all these things that only sometimes happen once in someone's life. And it's, it's always a great experience to see that happen just because of the joy that comes from everyone involved. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what do you see changing Debbie when you see a student committing to church? Oh gosh. Um, I see their whole personality and their, um, I see a, a sense of a little bit more of um, secure in their um, own self. I see um, it, it's it's neat to see when they get involved because you, the smiles come and they just radiate. And I don't know if you realize that, but just being involved in a smile goes a long way. And um, I see confidence when. Um, Students are get more involved, and and then they they just start taking off in this area or that area, and the next thing you know, um, they're um, able to to lead praise and worship on their own, or they're able to uh, volunteer to pray, or they're able to you know to stand out. So when they come all the time, that's where I see that 
that leader is building in them, and, and leadership is real important, especially in a youth group, to, to have ones that um, follow and to be consistent. And like, just like Jack, um, I see it's been neat to see the consistency there because um, I've always called Jack this little gentle giant. And <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but over the years, and especially this last year, that you know, that little gentle giant has stood up and it's kind of like a bear and it's standing up, you know, very tall now and able to, <laughs> I'm sure he just loved it, but, you know, stepping out and doing more. So, but, you know, to me, it's been neat to see from where he came from to where he is now. Um, that's just one example that, I mean, it's like, hey, that's really cool. And sometimes we get to sit there and think, wow did have a little part in that and it just it does your heart good to see that okay you know you might be doing something right yeah i don't know about you guys but i really feel like that a, a lot of what people are looking for in life can be found at church absolutely yeah, um definitely. maybe maybe it's acceptance maybe it's love maybe it's friendship um and and obviously i, I don't know if you realize this or no or not but deep down the Bible says that we all are, are born with a sense of knowing Christ. And I think it, you may not even love it. You may not even enjoy being here at the moment. But I really feel like deep down, we're all looking for something. And that something that can only fill those voids in your life is Jesus. So I think a lot of what people are looking for, a lot of people, uh, what people need can be found in church. Um, what, what would you guys say to a student who says, who says, you know what, I've been here, I've tried this, I, I've accepted Christ, um, I, I maybe I, I've went to youth convention, or I've gone to winter retreat, or I've gone to these missions trips, and, and, but now I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling that closeness with God anymore. What would you say to that student? I understand um, to be honest, I mean, the first 18 years of my life, I went to church three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We didn't miss. We had pretty good streak going. That's a lot of days in a row. But um, when I went to college, I didn't go to church at all. Um, didn't want to connect with the congregation, didn't have that desire to, I guess, um, thought I could feed myself and keep going. And those were probably the roughest years of my life other than meeting Megan, of course, <laughs> during that, that time. That but was a rough year. Or yeah, what? it was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying this over the microphone? Yes. We have this an honest, honest and open relationship. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I completely understand where you feel like you may have gotten all you could from God, but you haven't even tapped the surface. I mean, you could have gone to Nicaragua, Iceland, youth camp, everything this summer, and you maybe got 3% of what God is capable of in your life, um, personally, relationally, communally, you know, everything. Um, there's no end to what God can do in your life. And it's always better than what you could be doing. I, I want to, like, I don't want to interrupt you guys, but I think that was a great answer. And so I'm going to move on because, uh, no, that re was really good. Um, and so 
I think you covered it. Um, but I, I want to let you guys know, there, there's some things, even myself, that I don't like about church. There's some things myself I don't like about some of the people at church. But there's never anything that I don't like about God, about Jesus. There's never anything I don't like about that. So, so I, I want to encourage you guys, don't let people keep you away from God. Don't let people keep you away from a relationship with God. Some of you guys in this room need to hear that tonight because you base coming to emerge or coming to a church on a friendship level. And, and those are good. We want you to build friends here. That's, that's what we're all about. We, we say one of our values is that we're a family made of friends and that's awesome. We want you to connect with awesome people here at this church, but don't base your relationship with God on whether or not you're friends with someone or not. Base, base it on, do you love God? Do you want to be there? Do you want to be a part of what he's doing? When I first came to this church, the only people in the entire church I knew were David and Debbie. That was the, those were the only people in the entire church that I even knew their names. Yeah. And then now? Now I know a lot of names. <laughs> um, but don't, don't let people, I want to encourage you guys, don't let people keep you away from God. Um, there's something special about when we all gather together and we have one focus. Would you guys agree? Like, like say, winter retreat. There's nothing like winter retreat where we go a- away together and our sole focus is Jesus. Yeah, we have a lot of fun and a lot of great things happen. But there's nothing like that when we're all united together. Um, in First Timothy, Paul writes to Timothy and he's telling him, he, he's telling him this. He's, he's writing to a young man and what he's doing is he's telling him to set the example among the older believers. He's saying, you, young man, you set the example for all these people. He said, set the example in your speech, in the way you love, in your, in your conduct, the way you act, in the way your faith, and, and in your purity. He's saying, you, Timothy, you set the example for everyone. And, and, I, and I want that to be a challenge to us, to you guys, that if we had a generation of students who would rise up and set the example in all of these things, I truly believe it would change the world. And it could start right here. A group of people who could rise up and set the example in these things. Um, I want to challenge you with this. There's a lot of students who have a great church streak going on. Uh, And you're here faithfully, you're here consistently, but you don't let it do, you don't let the Spirit of God do anything on the inside of you. You're just here because you're just playing your part. You're doing your, your thing. You, you signed up to serve in kids' church or you're in the coffee shop or whatever, but you don't really let it affect your life. Um, I, I want to challenge you to, to change your mindset, to change your attitude, to change your heart, to have a heart to show up and to find and accept and chase after as much as God of God as you can. And, and let it change your life. I've seen all too often in, in students' lives, we, we love the idea of church. We love the idea. We love came, coming together. I love the songs. I love all the stuff. Um, we love what church can offer, the youth conventions, the trips, the, the everything going on. And, and these are all really fun, cool trips. But um, are you really going on these just to have fun? Or are you really looking for your life to be changed? I think about our motives and what we're doing. So let's kind of change gears here for a second. Um, what would you say to a student who's been a part of Emerge for years? 
maybe you've been here for years, and uh, what is their responsibility um, to a new student coming to Emerge? Maybe an incoming seventh grader, maybe someone who shows up brand new on a Wednesday night. What is the responsibility of an established Emerge student? Um, I'd say that table sticky. Uh, I'd say that the, um, <laughs> I tried to lift my hand, but uh, the big thing that you need to do when, if you've been here forever, show the love that you have felt or the w- love that maybe if you, you know, some, uh, just the love that you have felt or wish you have felt that the entire time you've been here to the new people that are coming, because that's what's going to, you know, really, really shine through. Because people walk through the days all the time and they don't feel love or anything. But when they come somewhere and everyone's happy, just passively, you know, kind to them, that says a lot to a brand new person that's never been here before. Yeah, that's right. How many of you go to school and like to be alone with nobody to talk to? (laughs) Very few. Let's be honest. How many of you like to go to a new place and not know anybody and nobody will talk to you? Very few of you. It's the same thing for any new person that walks in that door. As leaders, we try to make that first step and make that first connection. And then obviously with the student leadership team, we have the greeters. But a smile, a handshake, high five goes a long way with anyone who's new walking through that door. I mean, first time I walked through the door, people gave me a smile and a handshake. And I, I mean, maybe you thought I was a junior in high school. So, I mean, that's possible, but, (laughs) but you guys greeted me and I felt welcome. So I'd say that's the biggest thing is just to be welcoming and warm. Yeah. And if you've been here forever, the question you, I think maybe ask is, do other people know who I am? Do they know my name? Have they seen me be involved? Because if you've been here forever, you should be involved and people should know who you are. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here that, <clears throat> that honestly, I, I really feel like there's a lot of people in here that honestly love Emerge, that really love coming here and love being a part of our family. Uh, I want to challenge you guys. Seniors, this is your last year. Like this is your life. I mean, some of you guys may be moving off. Some of you guys may be sticking around, and that's fine. But some of you guys are about to be moving off. Um, it, I want to challenge you guys. If you love Emerge, I, I want you to help create the culture that you want to see take place here. Help create the culture. If you are excited to be here, then you you put Emerge on blast. Like you you get excited about what God's doing here. If you want to set that culture in this place, um, then, then you live it. I want to encourage you to, to practice what you preach. If you say you're a follower of Christ, then live like it, then act like it, then be like it. Um, could people, could people tell you're a Christian based off of your actions? People are more attracted to, people are more attracted to what you do than what you say. People can say a lot of things. But people are more attracted to what you do, how you act, how you treat people, how you live than the words that come out of your mouth. The Bible says this, um, speaking of streaks, the Bible says this in Galatians 6. It says, don't grow weary in doing good, for in the proper time you will reap a reward. 
And I want to encourage you guys, those of you guys in this room who are followers of Christ, don't get tired of your streaks of coming to church. Don't get tired of, of having your relationship with Christ. Don't get tired of those streaks, those good streaks in your life. Because the Bible says, don't grow weary of doing good, of doing these good things. Because in proper time or in the right time, that you will get a reward. There's blessings that come with being a part of God's family. That come, be, that come with being a part of the church. That come with being a part of Emerge. I mean, there's blessings that happen. Um, I want to challenge you. There's, there are people here on a consistent basis who have streaks on streaks on streaks. That, that people are there who, to encourage you, to challenge you, to love you. Any, our adult leaders in this room, would you raise your hand? Look around. Look at these people. These people are here consistently and so faithfully because they love you. They want to see you live a good life, a life that follows Christ. Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of move forward a little bit. Um, so you guys, maybe there's a, a group, another group of people. They're, they're here every single week. And, and maybe they're the kind of people who maybe they, they lay in bed at night and they wonder, if I were to die tonight, would I go to heaven? And I know it's, it's, it goes from all of us, from people who have been here forever to people who are maybe even brand new here tonight. Maybe you lay in bed at night and you're like, if I were to die, would I even go to heaven? Um, and I've done that. You guys have probably done that. Um, we've all probably done that. What would you guys say to that student? Well, if you're laying in bed and you ask that question, I'd say get out of bed, get on your knees and... Ask God to forgive you, and yeah, that's what I would do. I would not, if you're thinking that, I would not go to bed without asking God, uh, where am I with you, um, and have that conversation with him that, you know, and it's just as simple as like, God, I want to be with you no matter what. I want to be with you if I was to die tonight and um, go through that process. But we all have doubts, even as... Adults, you have doubts, you stop and think, oh, wow, just because a person has been in church forever or had all the teachings, you know, we all doubt at different times. But I do know that when I'm doubting, that's the first thing I do. I don't let a minute go by or whatever. If I'm in the car, if I'm somewhere else, it's like, God, okay, hold on, wait a minute. My, my life is your life. What am I going to what do you want me to do? I, when that comes up, I don't want to leave any hesitation. I don't want to leave any questions. So when that comes up, I don't care how many times a day or the week or whatever. If I'm having a doubt or something's coming up, it's like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> the streak stops. <laughs> or if I want to continue to streak, um, God, I'm yours. And that's all you have to do. God, I'm yours. I would say both ask for repentance, obviously, and then ask God to continually or the Holy Spirit to continually convict you over things that may be bad streaks in your life. That way, almost an unbearable conviction where you can't go on throughout the day anymore without asking for forgiveness because you know in your heart of hearts that it's that it's wrong and that you shouldn't be doing it and develop those new better habits. I tell them that everyone, every single person has had that thought, no matter how old or how young they are. 
And if that is a consistent thing that you are worried about, there is there are so many people that you can reach out to that will pray with you. And if you are not comfortable reaching out, then you can pray by yourself. And it's not gonna it's not going to cause you to look weak or anything, but it will cause you to feel better after you finish praying. And if you get someone else to pray with you, that's not going to show weakness or anything. That's going to show strength. And that right. that's just a thing that everyone has to do. Yeah. And if it's in the middle of the night, my husband will tell you I'm usually up. If, if you <laughs> private message me on Facebook and some of the girls in here and some of the past ones will say, well, no. I don't even have to know what it is. I'll just answer back praying. So it doesn't matter the I, time. I think, I think all of our leaders... I probably won't. They wait. probably, I probably sleep won't wake you, up. But they're always, but, but they're um, always available. Every one of them. I'm available from about two a <laughs> from about uh, five thirty on Tuesdays to about two thirty. <laughs> He's got a very strict. Schedule. It may be delayed, um, but all of these leaders in here, sense. if you could see our texts and our group messages and stuff, um, you're our priority, and there isn't not one in here that would not be more than happy to pray or have words when different one of us uh, probably have different words of wisdom too so any one of them you would hit the jackpot on that's right i mean i would say also take some comfort in knowing that even if you don't have an audible need you've been prayed for by this team yeah um at some point probably within the last two days by someone on the team i know we all have a list of all of your names and that's Something we've kind of been striving for is to to lift you guys up in prayer. So, yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna close out. Would you guys give our leaders a big hand? I kept wanting to hold this like a boxing microphone because you gave me the one with the cord.